I think sometimes we feel we have to lie in order to please others. We're convinced that our truth would hurt them or be disappointing, so we lie because we want people to like us. But what if you didn't have to lie about who you are to impress people? What if you didn't have to earn someone's love? What if you were enough as you are right now? Lightworkers, magic makers, and everyone in between, welcome to Sup Witches. I am your host, Maureen Coletti. Welcome to 2021. This is the first solo episode of season two. So thank you to every single person who even played my podcast once or shared it or sent me a comment via Instagram. I appreciate you so much and you give me hope and inspiration to keep doing this. This is something I do in my free time for fun and hopefully, fingers crossed, a girl can dream big. One day I will be able to do this as a career, Um, but let's focus on the present (laughs) because if any of y'all tuned into my last episode um, with energy healer, the lovely Aaliyah or Aaliyah Lovely host of spiritual shit. I had an energy card reading with her and it really gave me a lot of insight into where my blockages are. So this is very different for me because it is now about 10:40 p.m. I wouldn't say I am an early bird. I'm not a night owl either. I'm kind of just a midday person where I'm slow to get moving in the morning and I need and treasure and honor my sleep so very much so I'm kind of somewhere in between but I think today I was just on my phone too much the last hour mindlessly scrolling and I absolutely always regret when I do that because I'll go to fall asleep and I think it's because of the blue ray that my mind and brain will just be overactive and it just becomes very difficult to fall asleep I did get glasses like blu-ray blocking glasses for christmas so maybe i should start utilizing them more at night but anyway today i just really wanted to check in with everyone and give an update onto what i've been experiencing in the last few weeks so um today i got an iud i got the copper paragard and it was very painful for me it was kind of triggering and I hate to overuse that word because I think people will kind of jokingly say oh I'm triggered and it is a real thing when I had cervical cancer in 2017 I had to get this very painful operation done and it kind of just brought me back to that and also in March when I did have a termination. It was extremely excruciating. And between those two experiences, I think going into this procedure kind of freaked me out. It was very unpleasant to say the least. And today I kind of just wanted to lay low, take some me time, and I was kind of out of commission for today. So I didn't see my boyfriend and I just kind of worked on schoolwork. But a lot of revolutionary things have been going on in my personal life. So on New Year's Eve, I blacked out for the very first time ever. I've never gotten sick drinking. And as some of you know, substance abuse runs in my Jeans. So for the majority of my life, up until 26, 
really, I would say, did I never drink. I'd maybe gotten drunk once. And this summer, I started drinking socially. Um, I don't worry that I have an addiction or anything like that. Um, But I started drinking socially because I always felt like something was wrong with me that I never had this attraction to partying or alcohol and getting wasted and going to bars. Clubs were never my thing. I'm very, very sensitive and introverted. So a lot of times I would feel kind of outcasted and like I should want to do what everyone else was doing. But I was always so different and I don't mean that in a way to make me sound special. I think as the Marianne Williamson says in The Course in Miracles that every single person is special and no one is special at all because we're literally all the same. So I just meant that I'm a very old soul and things impact me very deeply. I'm a deep thinker and I don't get a thrill out of a lot of things that I believe people my age seem to be very excited or obsessed over, such as TikTok. Um, And it's not to put myself up on a pedestal. I just think that I have different interests and different things intrigue me that stimulate my mind, like reading and writing and meditating, journaling, whatever. So I went to a party on New Year's Eve and I had one, two shots too many too quickly on an empty stomach, which I I never went away to college, guys. Like, I don't know these things. So I'm learning and I got very sick to the point where I think I might have had alcohol poisoning. Um, I blacked out and was unconscious and throwing up for almost 24 hours straight. I did think I was dying, but it was a eye-opening experience and it's very interesting because I wouldn't consider myself medium. I am clear sentient and clear audience at times. It's usually never on command, but spontaneously. But when I do drink, I believe that yes, it does open up your channels to lower vibrational energies to come in. But I do get more psychic abilities when I'm under the influence, perhaps because my inhibitions are lowered and my logical analytical mind is less loud and I remember on New Year's Eve being very closely connected to my father he came through to me that night and he told me that everything would be okay and he was by my side because at one point I was having a panic attack because I did feel like I was dying and that's when my dad came through and he specifically gave me a message to tell my mom And I don't remember much about that night, but I do know that my dad was there with me, getting me through. So that was interesting. And I've really come to fall even more in love with my boyfriend because he was with me every step of the way. And (laughs) if any of you know the story, I've been seeing, I've met Nick in October, so it's been fairly short, but I saw a quote on Instagram maybe a week or two ago that said time means nothing and character means everything you can know someone for two years and they will never get you or love you the way that someone you've known for two months could 
time means nothing, character means everything. And that really hit me because Nick is very unconditionally loving with me. He doesn't ex- expect anything from me. It's it's not a give and take per se where I've been in relationships in the past where you ever feel like someone's keeping score like they'll do something nice for you just to get something in return or just to make themselves look better and Nick is one of the most humble modest people I've ever met and I was listening to a podcast on sacred unions and divine relationships the other day and the host said something to the effect of she asked herself why her boyfriend loved her because she always felt like she had to earn someone's love. She always felt like she had to be good enough in order to receive love or attention. And it was not pretty, y'all. I was throwing up on Nick on New Year's Eve. I <laughs> He took me to the bathroom. It was just like, in the grand scheme of things, the next day I woke up and I was embarrassed. But I realized that we have a soul-to-soul connection. And I'm beyond grateful for that. So today I wanted to talk about anxiety and relationships because a lot of things have been coming up the closer I get to Nick and a lot of my shadow side and the things that I'm really working on transmuting are rising to the surface. And this is what's so amazing about soulmates in love is that it's not perfect or butterflies and rainbows 24-7 and I think the difference between this relationship and relationships in the past is I wasn't emotionally available the last few years I would say ever since that abusive relationship at 21 it really kind of paralyzed me and made me think I would never move on I would never get that experience again and I'm starting to realize that Just because something will never go back to the way that it was doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. Things can be different than they were, but they could also be important and special and valuable and worthwhile. Just because you'll never be with a certain person again, it doesn't mean that it's over. Relationships are energy and energy can never be destroyed. You won't ever lose the relationship. It will just shift and and change in shape and form and as humans we become so attached to thinking that things need to be a certain way someone needs to do something that life is supposed to happen on our terms and this causes so much pain and if you study the buddhist religion a book that i was reading by michael singer the untethered soul at work it was an audiobook and he said that as humans are mortal Mind in this 3D physical realm so often gets mad about things not happening the way that we are convinced they should happen. Oh, it shouldn't rain today because it's my wedding. The universe, the earth, the cosmos, the galaxy, everything is so powerful. And in the grand scheme of things, we're a minuscule ant. Like, we're a speck. And... The earth has been around for however many years before us and it will continue to exist even after us. So who do we think we are to say that things should be a certain way? I think so much of my suffering and humanity's suffering would be resolved if we just detached and surrendered that 
thinking that this needs to happen the way I want it to for me to be happy. Because when we do not have internal peace, that will be reflected outside of us. And going back to relationships, I've noticed a lot of my insecurities are coming up. And if any of you tuned into my last reading, I don't know if it's on tape, but the Aaliyah, the energy healer, said, I sense a lot of single energy in you. Even though I'm in a relationship, I still... I'm working on blossoming that part of me that wants to stay closed and shut off to Nick because I do recognize that although even in the last month or so I've taken so much from the relationship it's it's been tremendously healing there is so much stuff that's still blocked and stuck in me and I've I have been feeling the blockages I've had a lot of weird energy that's stagnant Um, specifically in my heart and solar plexus but an example I can give is we went to the gym the other day Nick I'm his buddy so he brings me and I noticed there was a girl that was trying to get on the machine while I was on this like dip machine or something and the girl had a great figure she was wearing like a sports bra and leggings and that's when my insecurity started arising because I saw that they were talking and not like flirting or anything. He was just, he's a very friendly guy. He would talk to anyone. And I immediately started having these very nasty thoughts about this girl. Like who the fuck does she think she is? She's walking around like she owns the place. She thinks who the hell she is in her little gym shark leggings and sports bra. Like very unkind, judgmental thoughts about this girl. And it all, it had nothing to do with her, of course. It had to do with everything that I was feeling about myself because as women, I think especially we tend to compare ourselves to other women. And there's this never ending battle. It's like a race of who could be the sexiest and get the most attention because, especially as women and people in general, but we think the better we look or the more we morph into what society tells us we should be the more value we have and the more attention we get the more we are worthy the more we have to offer is very closely correlated with our physical appearance and this is simply not true so that happened and I began to notice that I had all of these assumptions that oh I bet Nick thinks that he wishes he could be with a girl like that Nick probably wishes I had a Instagram gym model body. And these things were, i they could be true, they could be false, but they were hallucinations coming from fear in my mind because any thought that's not loving is not real. And I do realize this, but it's still very hard. And even on New Year's Eve, I don't remember anything about that night, but I remember my boyfriend saying that he thought he was going to end up with a fitness girl that went to the gym seven times a week and had blonde hair. And many of you don't know me in person. I wish I could meet and hug all of you personally, but I'm not blonde. I am 
very much not blonde. <laughs> I'm Italian and black and Puerto Rican and Asian. I have dark hair, dark features, and I'm not a small petite girl by any means. I'm five foot eight. I have a larger build. I'm big boned, as they would say. And this made me feel, I mean, nothing he could do could make me feel a certain way, but in my mind, I felt inadequate and inferior because I'm thinking that I'm not measuring up to what he wants. And even just tonight, uh, I do have some exciting news I'll share at the end, but something got deleted from my iPhone on my notes that was very important. And Nick called me and he tried to comfort me and try to help me through it because he's such a, instead of complaining about something, what can we do to fix it kind of thing. And I didn't really want to talk to him. I noticed myself getting defensive and angry. And I noticed these thoughts popping into my head like, ugh, I want to break up. Like, I don't need a boyfriend. I'm better off alone. And it's very, it's just find it interesting because these thoughts have been popping up in my mind. And I'll share something kind of on a side note. So I made a podcast on New Year's intentions. One of my intentions was to be more honest. I've kind of always struggled with telling the truth because I found that in relationship or growing up, every time I would speak my truth, it would be used against me. I would be mocked in some way. And I don't know how many of you can relate, but it could be very intimidating and frightening to speak from the heart, speak our mind, because it it takes a lot of courage and bravery. And it could be challenging to be vulnerable especially when it has been used against us in the past or we've been invalidated or judged so my intention was to be more authentic and transparent and it was something so small but it happened on either the first or the second of January and I lied to Nick and I vowed to myself that I wouldn't lie to Nick especially Nick, someone that I aspire to grow our relationship together. It can't be based off of lies. And even if those lies are little white lies, it still is important to me because I want to be dignified. Integrity is a value that I cherish and I want to live up to. So I lied to him and I kind of got caught in it. I don't know if Nick realized I was lying. I'm a very bad liar, which he said is good. (laughs) But the next day, I felt so guilty about lying to Nick. And it was over something very small. But either way, I felt so fucking guilty. And it was eating me alive. And I thought he knew I was lying. So I had all these assumptions that Nick thinks I'm full of shit and he realized that I was lying and now he can't trust me and now he doesn't see me the way that he saw me before and I lessened my value in his eyes. So that day I was going to cancel the plans I'd made with him because I couldn't even face him because I thought he didn't think I was a good person anymore. And a lot of times when we make judgments or assumptions about other people's behavior or what they think about us it's really because on a deeper level subconsciously perhaps that's how we are feeling about ourselves and that's exactly what was going on with me that's exactly how I was feeling about myself 
So that day, I took longer to answer his texts. I kind of ignored him. And when we did end up hanging out later in the night, I couldn't even look him in the eye. I was just very disappointed in myself. And I'm proud of myself, though, because... I told him, I fessed up, and I, I was like, listen, I am not proud, but I lied to you. And as a guy, I think his first, the first thought that came to his head was like, I've been talking to someone else, I cheated on you. So when I told him what it was, he laughed, and he's like, really? Like, you thought that I would break up with you over this? This is what you've been freaking out about? And I can laugh about it now, and I'm very glad that I owned up to it, but... I believe that we project our own internal emotions and feelings and insecurities, especially onto our partner if we are in a relationship. So this has been something that has been top of mind for me, and I made a post on my whiteboard in my room that said, am I being dot 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 accountable, generous, loving, considerate, and honest. And these are the principles that I'm going to try to live by each day. But anxiety in relationships is so normal, especially if we have been in relationships which have made us feel unsafe in the past historically. And I guess I'll end with this, but personally, something I've been struggling with in my relationship besides jealousy and envy and self-comparison and security and all that stuff is Nick is kind of like my safe haven he makes me feel so calm and it just feels so easy and it just feels so right and healing that I'm not used to it because in my previous relationships it's been full of dysfunction and it's been marked by unhealthy patterns and codependency and just toxicity and it was 50 50 it's not always just them but it was very hectic that I find my ego fear unconscious mind going to how can I create drama because for so long it's become a habit where I've associated drama with love that relationships aren't exciting unless I'm crying or feeling supercharged anger or scared or anything that's not kind of the way that love is supposed to be and I think Nick is really showing me how to feel safe in a relationship how love is supposed to feel so just notice yourself looking for problems where there aren't any And then we'll create an issue and we complain about the issue. So I invite you to be present with me right now. Just be mindful of the moment. And just notice what you do out of habit. Because once we can acknowledge and recognize the problem, then we can work towards healing it. And it won't happen overnight, but it's that slow recognition of just acknowledging, okay, there I go doing it again. How is this making me feel? Why am I acting out of this turbulent, self-protective place, essentially? And for me, anxiety in relationships can often look like being overly critical of my partner. Thinking, oh, they're not living up to my expectations. And making it an extremely high standard that 
almost nobody could fulfill. And I've come to realize this is a self-protective mechanism because when other people disappoint us, when we're overly critical and we think they fail to meet our standards, we don't have to get close to them because it's so easy to just push them away, push people away to keep ourselves safe so we don't get our heart broken, so we don't have to be vulnerable because we don't feel worthy of being seen. But perhaps someone could love you just for the sake of loving you. Perhaps someone could accept you and nurture you and care for you and tend to you simply because you just are. It's not about what you can give to them. It's not about how you can make them look. It's not about how you can make them feel. It's simply because they want to, because they love you. What if that was a possibility? What if I invite you to be open to the idea of that being a possibility? To love simply just to love is the greatest gift that we could give anyone on earth. But it all starts with ourselves. So thank you oh so very much for listening. I think I went on a little bit longer than I had intentioned, intentionally planned. But I feel pretty good about this and I feel like 2021 will be a very interesting year full of transitions and uncomfortability, but sometimes discomfort is really the catalyst to full transformation and taking our lives to places that we have never been before. And this is perhaps a good thing. It's maybe even what you want, but know that you are worthy of it and you are deserving of it and is a possibility for you. So thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wicked day.